Well, hey, everyone, we want to welcome you to Parkview this weekend. We're so glad that you're here to join us. And if you're online, we're glad that you connected as well. I'm Chad. I'm the campus pastor here, and we're thrilled that you've joined us. We're excited for two reasons. One is because the bridge is open. And if you're not from Chicago area and you have no idea what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. We're just happy the bridge is open, okay? And the second thing is that it is at the movies here at Parkview. We're really excited about this. Uh, we're taking a couple weeks to take some movies from culture and to connect with, with uh, some parallel Bible passages and some truths in the scripture. And we're really excited about it. And you might be wondering, why are we doing movies at church? Well, here's why. Because Jesus always told stories. In fact, he would take story and narrative and he would connect that with biblical truth. And so that's why we're doing this series called At the Movies. And you might be wondering, what's the movie today? Well, if you are a Wordle fan, or a Scrabble fan, then I'm going to give you a little guess, all right? It's a seven-letter word that starts with E. That's all you get. Hope you figured it out. Anyway, we're glad that you're here. Uh, if you are newer to our church, man, it would be so great to meet you and to hear a little bit of your story and find out how you came to Parkview. The best way that you can let us know that you came is to go out to our website, parkviewchurch.info. You can click on the button Connect. Let us know that you're here. We'll reach out to you and uh, get to know you a little bit. So take us up on that. We've got two incredible experiences coming up here at our church that we'd love to tell you about. The first one is called Alpha. If you're unfamiliar with Alpha, Alpha is a nine-week experience where people get together who are just kind of curious about Christianity. Maybe you have some questions or some doubts about your faith, and you're looking to make some connections between that, and you'd kind of like to do it in an environment that's low pressure. We've got this for you. Again, it's called Alpha, and we're going to do it at a local bar here in the Orland area. You're not going to want to miss out on that. Registration is open online, uh, but seriously, take us up, join our Alpha program. We'd love to have you there and to just have some casual conversation about God. And the second opportunity is our Parkview One Athletics basketball season. Uh, in a couple weeks, we're going to launch a program for kids pre-K all the way through eighth grade to learn the game of basketball, and it's a great way to connect some folks who have never actually been to our church. So if you have kids or grandkids or you know some kids in your neighborhood that would love to learn the game, will you check us out? Go out to our website and register for Parkview One Basketball. We'd love to have them do that. Over this next hour, we're going to sing some songs together. Uh, Pastor Tim will be here to share a message with us that will comply to our life. And then after that, I'll come out and we'll take communion together. And I want you to know that if you're not from Parkview, you, you can still participate with us in communion. The table's open for anyone who follows after God. And so with that in mind, I'm going to invite us to stand up together. We're going to sing some songs to our great God for who he is and for what he's done. Join in with us. Joy as my weapon, I'll stand 
space for us to just sing songs of praise unto your name. I pray that you would be with the words that are yet to be spoken here, that we would hear you through them. In your name we pray, amen. You may be seated. My three babies had just been born. Your abuelo Pedro and I were forced to flee our home. We could not escape the dangers. And your abuelo was lost. We were given a miracle. The 
candle became a magical flame that could never go out. And it blessed us with a refuge in which to live. A place of wonder. An encanto. An encanto. The miracle grew. And our house, our casita itself, came alive to shelter us. When my children came of age, the miracle blessed each with a magic gift to help us. And when their children came of age... They got magic too. <laughs> That's right. And together, our family's gifts have made our new home a paradise. Tonight, this candle will give you your gift, mi vida. Strengthen our community. Strengthen our home. Make your family proud. Welcome, everyone. Today, we are back at the movies with Encanto, Disney's hit animated film. I had to do an animated film, and this one was pretty, pretty obvious. We're down in Joliet at the greenhouse. Um, it's going to be 90 degrees today. Jimmy's getting attacked by an agave plant, and he's threatening to make tequila, and we are glad that you're here. Disney's hit animated film, Encanto, with, you know, some of those more catchy and unavoidable songs uh, like, you know, we don't talk about Okay, I, I can tell who's a parent and who's not, right? So so before we get into it, let me just be clear up right now. I did say Encanto. So if, if you're going to be, uh, you know, multi-ethnically diverse, if you're going to be a cool parent, you need to know it's not Encanto unless you're from Oklahoma, okay? Yeah, Encanto, yeah, that's a rash I got on my toe back in Oklahoma. You're about to meet the family Madrigal, okay? As you just saw, we learned that this family's bond was formed in a moment of deep sadness and grief. Yet in that moment of darkness, the family received a gift, and their home was enchanted. And when each child came of age, they received a special gift. And now they use those gifts for the benefit of the community, to provide love and to protect their community. And if you thought your family was crazy, buckle up, okay? I don't care what kind of wild cousin you have or mysterious drunk uncle or whatever. This is no ordinary family. And they certainly do not have an ordinary story. But what we are about to see is when everything looks perfect on the outside, there's often something different happening just below the surface. So it's time to meet the family Madrigal. Instead of just playing the movie clip, we had to make it our own a little bit. So check out some of what our volunteers put together. This is Encanto. Welcome to the family Madrigal. Home of the family, Madrigal Where all the people are fantastical and magical I'm part of the family, Madrigal You just seem like your life's been a dream Since the moment you opened your eyes Why do those roots go down? All I know are the blossoms you grow But it's awesome to see how you I'm of mountains, I'm of churches, and I glow cause I know what my worth is. Of course. 
family, just in case you weren't taking notes, here's the rundown, okay? Abuela, which means grandmother, has one daughter whose mood affects the weather. Um, I had a child like that. It was a blood sugar issue for Lauren, okay? Uh, another daughter uh, whose cooking can heal wounds, and all three of mine do that. It's called gluten and dairy-free, sometimes egg-free. And a son that no one talks about. Nope, I know you're wondering, but I can guarantee you no son is going to be coming at me with a DNA test singing, you're my dad and I love you, I love you. It's not going to happen. Abuela has granddaughters with super strength, super hearing, and just being all around super. She has one grandson who can shapeshift and another who can talk to animals. I have a grandson with some special gifts too. Here he is. Leading worship. This is Augie, my 20 month old. I just had to show you this. And then there's Mirabelle. Mirabelle didn't get a gift. At this point, no one knows why, but it sure makes things awkward. And some of you feel that deeply. You know what it's like to be left out. And in fact, maybe you've gone most of your life feeling on the outside. Some of you didn't quite fit in at school. There were times like that for me. You didn't fit in with your family. You don't fit in on the team. We all want to belong. And when we don't, it changes the way that we see ourselves. Mirabel, delivery. I call it the not special special since uh, you have no gift. Thanks. Our angel, our angel. Please don't clap. Thank you. Oh, it's nothing. Remember, yeah, remember, you have nothing, you have nothing to, to prove. To prove. Mm -hmm. The whole town relies on our family, on our gifts. So the best way for some of us to help is to step aside. Let the rest of the family do what they do best. Everyone, together! La Familia Madrina! Hey, I'm still a part of the family, Madrigal. And I'm fine, I am totally fine. I'm not fine, I'm not fine I can't move the mountains I can't make the flowers bloom Always walking alone Always wanting for more I am ready, come on, I'm ready I've been patient and steadfast and steady Bless me now as you blessed us all So Mirabelle finally cracks. She finally admits how she feels. She finally says, I'm not fine. Um, and for some of you listening today, I know it may be hard to try to pull application from a Disney animated movie, but just being able to say, I'm not fine, I'm not okay, is a big, big place for us, especially today. I think more today than it ever has been. And we're really glad that you're here. And we hope that you're encouraged by this message. And if you need to talk to someone, we have pastors around and people who would love to pray with you and talk to you. What I'm saying is that in this day of social media where all you see is all the glamour shots of everybody that's going on out there, that the problem is it's really easy to start thinking less and less of yourself. And until you could, I really just wish everybody on social media would just get on and go, here's a picture of what I look like like first thing in the morning, and I wish you could smell my breath, and by the way, I'm not okay, because if we could all just figure that out, it, it would probably help all of us feel a lot better. The reality is that one of the least helpful human behaviors we've all adopted to 
one degree or another is the temptation to pretend, to fake it, to put up a front so that no one really knows what's going on deep down inside. That's what social media does to us. Here's what Psalms 32 says when David has done some really bad stuff. He says, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. David says the silence was killing him. The secret had all the power because it was his alone. He wasn't sharing it with anyone. It was uh, once he brought that secret out into the light, once he brought his insecurity, his frustration, whatever, the confusion, his sin, it might not be that for you, but once that comes out, then God can help heal it. Suffering in silence helps no one. So while Mirabelle wished she had what everyone else possessed, she wasn't seeing the whole picture. Having a super ability isn't all it's cracked up to be. almost went out. There is nothing wrong with La Casa Madrigal. The magic is strong. Cracks in our casita. If our family knew how vulnerable we truly are. If our miracle He's dying. Help me save our miracle. Wait, how do I save a miracle? Just tell me what it is. There's nothing to tell. You're obviously worried about something. What's wrong? Nothing's wrong! Why would anything be wrong? I'm totally fine. Magic's fine. Luisa's fine. I'm totally not nervous. Your eyes. Doing the thing. I'm the strong one. I'm not nervous. I'm as tough as the crust of the earth is. Diamonds and platinum. I find I'm platinum. I take what I'm handed. I break what's demanded. But under the surface, I'm pretty sure I'm worthless if I can be of service. Like a drip, drip, drip that'll never stop. Whoa. Give her all the heavy things we can't shoulder. Who am I if I can't run with the Do it. Yep. Um, there is something you should know. So maybe you don't know what it feels like to be left out like Mirabelle, but you probably know what Louisa feels like. You know what it feels like to have the weight of the world on your shoulders. Did you hear the question she just asked? Who am I if I don't have what it takes? If I can't perform or achieve, if I can't get the grades or make the team, if I can't get the raise or get the relationship or fill in the blank, do I really have any value? And that is such a sad question to God. I was looking out for the family. And I might not be super strong like Luisa or effortlessly perfect like Senorita Perfecta Isabella, who's never even had a bad hair day, but... I wish you could see yourself the way I do, just like this. You're just as special as 
anyone else in this family. Mm -hmm. You just healed my hand with an arepa con queso. I healed your hand with my love for my daughter, with her wonderful brain, big heart, Stop. cool glasses. Mama. You and I live in such a performance-oriented world that we can be convinced that the most important thing about me is what I do. Along the way, many of us learned that how God feels about us was based on how we behave. I hate that for you, because that's not true. When we, you know, we were taught that when we do the right things, it makes God happy. And I hate that for you. When we do the wrong things, it makes God sad. I hate that for you because that's not true. God is your dad. He's your father and he loves you. But we have this internal scoreboard that tells us how we're doing with God. Friends, this is essential for us to understand. It is not the good news of Jesus. It's really the opposite of the good news of Jesus. Here's Paul. For no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. Can I just say that again? No one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. It is literally impossible to earn our way into God's favor. The good news of Jesus, the gospel says that we didn't have to, that God in his perfect love for us sent Jesus to do what we could not do. Jesus lived the perfect life that we could not. Jesus paid the price for our sins that we could not. Jesus defeated our ultimate enemy, which we could not, death, so the good news is, the most important thing about me is what Jesus did for me. No longer do I have to live under the crushing weight of being perfect or even being good. Now I can live in the freedom that comes to those who receive God's grace. And that may sound easy to agree with because you're sitting in church, but let me ask you, how does that belief shape how you live the rest of your life? It's tough to hold on to the most important thing is what Jesus did for me when we're feeling the pressure. When we have the bills to pay, the stuff to figure out, we've got worries and stress, we've got a lot on our plate, and often the peace that comes from knowing that it's not about me can feel really, really far away. So maybe you can try this. Send yourself a text, okay? Or a post-it note, What you know, mom, whatever, okay? The most important thing about me is what Jesus did for me. Maybe make that your screensaver. And, 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 and don't mark it red, okay? So just leave it there so that you know it's always there. Leave it there as your reminder of the week. The most important thing about me is what Jesus did for me. It's in the middle of the expectations of others that we need the reminder to rest in the love of God. And there's no place for more complicated expectations than family. The dynamic in the Madrigal home reminds me of the Bible's warning to parents. Fathers, do not exasperate your children, uh, Ephesians 6.4. My wife told me that one over and over and over again. And you'd have to ask my girls, if I followed it very well. I mean, sometimes I felt like because they didn't have to, they didn't have a brother, I needed to exasperate them every once in a while. But, but you get the idea. Families, he's saying, don't exasperate one another. In other words, be careful to blend love and authority in a way that breathes life into your child rather than squeezing it out. In a family, we shouldn't expect one another to be extraordinary all the time in every way, especially if our real motive is to announce it on social media. Parents, if one of your children happens to be extraordinary, be careful not to use those qualities against your other children, okay? Why? Because overdoing it that way weakens your home and your children in the way that matters the most. Now, Mirabelle is getting the sense that her perfect family is not so perfect. And the ultimate example of her family's dysfunction comes from her uncle. Yes, it's time to talk about Bruno. Mira, my brother Bruno lost his way in this family. I don't want the same for you. Wait, wait, 
What do you mean? What do you think's hurting the magic? Don't know. But I heard the grown-ups once, before Theo Bruno left, he had, like, some terrible vision about it. Theo Bruno? Start with Bruno's tower. Find that vision. vision about someone, what would it mean? We Anna? don't talk about Bruno. I know. It's it was a nightmare! Felix! Hey, she needs to know, baby. She needs to know. We don't talk about Bruno. He would see something terrible. And then, crack! <laughs> Boom! Because it was coming for you. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. We don't talk about Bruno. Tower, which was, you know, a lot of stairs, and in uh, here, eh? Kitchen adjacent. Ooh, ooh, plus free entertainment. Why was I in your vision? If I'm hurting my family, just tell me. I had this vision the night that you didn't get your gift. Abuela worried about the magic, so she begged me to look into the future. See what it meant. And I saw the magic in danger. I saw you. But the vision was different. It, it would change. And, th and there was no one answer, no clear fate. But I knew how it was going to look. I knew what everyone would think because I'm Bruno and everyone always assumes the worst, so... You left to protect me? The fate of the miracle itself? Oh, it's all going to come down to you. So we've heard from Mirabelle, the, the odd one, and Louisa, the strong one, and now Bruno, the misunderstood one, because Bruno's gift was about telling people what was about to happen. But they didn't always want to hear what he had to say. Instead of seeking to understand him, they blamed him for telling them the truth. And he was cast off into hiding which is not the same as causing them to happen, but he was repeatedly blamed when something went awry, okay? So Bruno was vilified and driven away, and the family rule became, we don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. You may have a Bruno in your family. I mean, they can't tell the future, but they're just irritating in some way. And if you can't think of who they are, ask your relatives, because it might be you. Once Mirabelle finds Bruno and understands his story, he tells her, because he can see the future, that she will actually be the one to help the family as they begin to crack. This is what's so great about this movie. The miracle and the family gifts are growing weak. The casita is falling apart. Abuela and Mirabel are at each other's throats, and it all results in this confrontation. Look at our home. Look at your sister. Please, just... Isabella wasn't happy and of she- Of course didn't... she isn't happy. You ruined her proposal. No, 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 she needed me to ruin her proposal and then we did all this <sighs> and the candle burned brighter and the cracks. That's why I'm in the vision. I'm saving the miracle. You have to stop, Mirabel. The cracks started with you. 
Bruno left because of you. Luis is losing her powers. Isabella is out of control because of you. I don't know why you weren't given a gift, but it is not an excuse for you to hurt this family. I will never be good enough for you. You're the one breaking our home. Don't you the ever! The miracle is dying because of you. This is why the house was losing its magic, because somewhere along the way, they lost sight of their responsibility. So yeah, there is a little bit of a comparison to Black Panther last week, right? More than leading their community, more than exercising their impressive gifts, more than maintaining their image, their first responsibility was to love each other and to love their community. The Bible says, above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Well, the house collapses, Mirabelle runs away upset, but you'll be glad to see who makes this special effort to connect back with her. Mirabelle. I've never been able to come back here. This river is where we were given our miracle. And I was so afraid to lose it. That I lost sight of who our miracle was for. And I am so sorry. You never hurt our family, Mirabel. Abuela. I can finally see. You lost your home. You suffered so much all alone. So it would never happen again. We were saved because of you. We were given a miracle because of you. We are a family because of you. And nothing could ever be broken that we can't fix together. So Mirabelle and Abuela deeply loved the same thing, their family. Right? But instead of talking with one another, they were talking at one another. They failed to understand one another until Mirabelle got a glimpse into her grandmother's pain. We can be so quick to judge and critique the people that we love the most, but there's always more to a person than just what we see in front of us. Each of us has a backstory that explains how we got to where we are. I got one, so do you. And I bet if you knew more of mine and I knew more of yours, it would really help us to understand each other more. One counselor said, there's a subtle shift that can make all the difference in these moments. It's this, instead of asking what's wrong with you, we can ask a better question. What if we started asking what happened? Most of the time we think we're dealing with someone who is misbehaving or acting intentionally, yet so often we're receiving someone's grief or their anger or their disappointment or their fear. Mirabelle got a glimpse into the grief of her grandmother and finally understood it. It didn't excuse her grandmother's harshness, but it made Mirabelle empathetic instead of bitter. Ephesians 4 tells us, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, Bearing with one another and love. Bearing with. You get that, right? I mean, we have to bear it alongside of them. That's how love works. 
we wouldn't have to bear one with one another if we weren't all difficult people to some extent, right? Truly loving someone means choosing empathy over judgment. It means being patient with people while they're in progress, just like we are. It means being humble enough to know that we'll need someone to do that for us too someday. So now that Mirabel and Abuela can truly know each other, the family can experience a new beginning. Mirabel's grandmother is not the villain of the film, okay? She's an amazing woman who carried on with infant triplets after her husband was wrongly killed. And she sincerely wanted to steward the gifts her family had been given for the good of the community. She just allowed some good things to supersede the important thing. And that's a mistake a lot of good people make. So after the citizens of the community show up to help the Madrigals rebuild their house, we get a chance to see what the real magic in the family is. What's that sound? I think it's everyone in town. It isn't perfect. Neither are we. That's true. Just one more thing before the celebration. What? We need a doorknob. We made this one for you. We see how brave you've been. Now see yourself in time. You're the real gift, kid. Let us in. Open your eyes. Abre los ojos. What do you see? part, the, the new foundation. It, it's not perfect, but neither are we. The foundation we build our lives on is Christ. It's not up to us to be perfect. It's not up to figure it all out. In fact, if we could be perfect, then Christ died for nothing. Instead, our job is to live in the perfect freedom that is found in Jesus alone. I am free to admit my brokenness, my weakness, and my sinfulness because I know I have a Savior. I hope you will walk away knowing that the pressure to perform, to compete, to achieve perfection were once and for all relieved from you. Now our life is a response to what Jesus has done on our behalf. It's one of the most important things I could tell you. And by the way, if you're young and you wonder if it's realistic for you to be the one that lifts the quality in your family or your school or your community or your church, remember my life verse. It's kind of funny. This has been one of my life verses because it's to Timothy and I ain't young no more, but this is one I always adopted early on. Do not let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example in what you say and the way you live and your love and your faith and your purity. Sometimes it really is a child who leads us. No matter how young or how old you are, if you display unselfish concern for others, you will add some magic to every environment you enter. That can only happen if you stay connected to God who loves you. 
It's not about trying hard. It's not about trying to find your magic candle. It's about leaning into the source of the unending love and compassion. And we want you to stay connected this week. We know you're going back into the crazy that you will face this week. So just remember this. The most important thing about me is what Jesus did for me. Let's pray. Lord, thank you um, that we can learn life lessons. I mean, let's give it up for Disney. They, they find a way uh, to help us teach good truths to our children a lot of times. And I just want to pray that as we look at this kids movie, this, this Encanto movie today, that people are taking this to heart because I feel like right now, more than ever, the pressure to perform, the, the fear of not having a good enough gift is, is decimating people in our world. And it's really sad to me when I think that that relates to how they view you and how they view the kingdom of God. Please help them to know that they're loved. And the most important thing about them is not what they can do, it's, it's you. And if we can help them find that, please connect us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we're going to continue together through communion. And uh, like Tim said, it's a chance for us to remember all that Jesus did for us. It's not about what we've done. It's about what Jesus has done for us. And communion is that moment where we get to celebrate that. So hopefully when you came in, you grabbed one of these packs And if you're online with us, will you join in and celebrate the table with us? Grab some crackers and juice. We'd love to have you participate. Uh, But let's hang on to that truth that Tim just shared with us. I don't know what message has been said to you or what you have been telling yourself, but I can tell you that Jesus died and did something incredible for you. And our identity now gets found in him. And that's what this table is all about. So let's take a moment to celebrate that together. And then I'll come back out in a few moments and we'll take communion together. Friends, this is the body of Christ given for you. Take and eat. Now the blood of Christ shed for you. Take and drink. Let's pray together. God, we just want to say thank you over and over again, how grateful we are to know that you have stepped into this world, that you have covered our sin, that, Father, because of that work that you did by conquering death in the grave and rising again, you have given us a new identity in you. And so, God, I pray that you help us to let go of the things of our past. I pray, God, that whatever is present now that is keeping us from understanding who we are in you, God, that you'd help us to release that and to live into the promise that you love us so much that one day you're going to come back. Give us faith and courage to believe that. And Lord, as we leave today, God, help us to love the way that you've loved us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Everyone said, amen. Hey, can I encourage you with something? Will you take us up on this challenge? If today, just like in that movie, you find yourself saying, I'm not okay, I'm stuck, will you take us up on this? Go out to our website at the top on the main page, There's a phrase that says, I need help. And you can just click that, fill out a quick form, and let us know that you need help. Take us up on that invitation. We would love to walk with you through that moment and to help you get unstuck. And don't forget, as you leave today, we've got Alpha. We'd love for you to sign up for that, so don't miss out on that as well. 
Uh, but before you leave, we get a chance now to celebrate something that God's been doing in a student of ours here at Parkview. Her name is Madeline. And so I'm going to turn things over to Pastor Kevin. Uh, you know, as Chad said, uh, it's easy for us uh, to stay stuck in life, right? Uh, to take these steps, uh, to do something good for us. Sometimes it's challenging. And what I think is a beautiful picture right now is to see our eighth grade friend, Madeline, say, hey, I want to take a step. And I want to take a step with Jesus in baptism. She started coming to some of our students' events with some of the other junior hires. And it's been great to see her just take steps in that. And this is the biggest one up to this moment. So uh, I'm going to ask you to repeat these words after me, Madeline. Uh, I believe, I believe that, Jesus is the Christ, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and he is my Lord and Savior. Yeah, if she can be a picture to us, take a step this week with Jesus. And if you would, would you stand as we close out our time together? And as you leave this place, may the Lord God bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and grant you peace this day and forevermore. Have a great week, everyone.